Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our readings this morning come from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, and John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't these who are speaking Galeans? Then how is it each of us hears them in our native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit has not been given, since Jesus has not yet been glorified. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You be seated. Thank you, Kimberly. So I'm going to encourage you to... Uh, to have your bulletins handy, to have uh, a spot that you might be able to jot down some notes uh, so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, uh, you'll be able to write that down uh, so that you don't forget uh, what the Spirit has spoken. Because we are talking about dreams and visions today. Dreams and visions. What dreams and visions do we have? Uh, and So I'm going to ask you before we begin that you would pray with me. Gracious and Almighty God, God, I thank you for uh, bringing us to this sacred space and for allowing us to, to hear your word spoken. And so, God, now I ask that my words would no longer be mine, that the words that I speak would be your words, your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, yes, yeah, so today is, is Pentecost. Today is another one of those wonderful church words that, that some people say, well, what in the world does Pentecost mean and what are we talking about here today? Uh, and so we just had the passage read to us that kind of tells us the backstory behind Pentecost and what actually happens and why we have flames all over the church and we have red all over and many of you are wearing some red because uh, Pentecost is that day that we celebrate when the Spirit of God came and rested upon all of those gathered in that upper room and flames of flaming tongues rested on their heads and they spoke all these different languages had been an amazing sight i mean can you imagine this morning if we were sitting here in worship and all of a sudden the the windows just opened up and the breeze blew across all of us and and trudy you looked over at dan and he's got this little flame on top of his head I don't know if you might have taken off your shirt and kind of batted him down with it to try to take it out, but what would happen if that were to happen here? Can you imagine the sight that they would have seen? The sight of, of what actually happened in that upper room, and, and then all of a sudden the, the, the word started to spread out of the room, and it got out into the community. And so, because I wanted to kind of wanted to tell you. Go back to, again, the community's response to what was going on in that upper room. Because of everything that they were seeing and hearing, they were hearing all these different languages, but they were hearing their own. They were hearing a message in their language. Uh, but when they came out, they said, uh, all these people said, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this all mean? But here comes the uh, judgmental part. Others mocking them, saying, oh, they're filled with too much wine. 
They're filled with too much wine. And Peter stands up and says, no, no, no. They are not filled with wine. Do you remember his response as to why? It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock somewhere, right? It's 9 o'clock somewhere. They're not filled with new wine. He's trying to tell them, look, they're filled with the Spirit. And that is far than new wine or too much wine. But I wonder if people might say that about us at times. When we start talking about the church, when we start talking about our relationship with Jesus Christ, if, if people go, hey, really? Can it really be like that? I can't imagine that. I think, you've, I think you've had too much new wine. But no, it isn't. It can be that good. And when we share it, that's when everybody just starts to get excited. And it's like, yes, we want this. We want the excitement. Do we remember three, four years ago. And whether or not we had these dreams and visions, whether or not we felt like we had the Spirit upon us, but it, but it seemed yet like we were just kind of coasting through. But then the Spirit, the Spirit came and dwelled in and among us and, and the excitement grew and the revival began and, and people started talking about it. I, I always go back to a particular message that, uh, that Sherry shared with me because she was out with somebody and I remember this distinctly she says she got on the topic of church and, and where she worshiped and he goes oh I worship over at Journey of Hope and her friend said oh that's that church that's on fire <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> that's that church that's on fire the flaming tongues of the spirit have landed and revival has begun and people are excited they're excited to be here they're excited to share with their friends and neighbors about the church. But then we get to this passage a little bit further where, where Peter is explaining to all the people that have gathered around that, that they haven't had too much wine, but this is what is happening. You see, this is what the prophet Joel has said. And the prophet Joel said, in the, in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy Young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. We will all see visions and dreams. All of those. Not just for the disciples. This whole idea of, of giving the vision and dreams, that wasn't just for the disciples. It wasn't just for the apostles, the larger group. It wasn't just for the leaders. It wasn't just for the pastors. It is for all people. God is giving visions and dreams to all people and we've seen it happen i've asked what hopes and dreams that you have had and and just in case you're wondering i'm going to ask you again a little bit later on what your hopes and dreams are what are those visions that god is giving to you today but first i want to go back to something because the holy spirit will be poured out on everybody to give dreams. I've got a passage I want to show you, and this is a verse that, that you all know pretty well. And Go ahead and put that up on the screen there. This is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That is beautiful. 
absolutely beautiful. God has plans for us. But the interesting thing was, and this is something that, that actually I just heard about over, over the past week, is that the Hebrew word for plans, the Hebrew plans, uh, word for plans that we see this can be translated a different way. It can be dreams. It can be God dreams. And so, go ahead with the next slide. For I know the dreams I have for you, declares the Lord. Dreams to prosper you and not to harm you. Dreams to give you hope and a future. God has dreams for you. You know, a lot of times it's easy to think of God having plans for us. It, that almost makes it look administrative, that God has all these plans. He's got his little spreadsheet out, and he's marking down, oh yeah, Chuck, yep, got that one. So Chuck is going to do this. And Mary, Mary's going to do this. So get it all in the spreadsheet and get it all. But it's not. Because we believe that, that while God has created all things, God also gave each and every one of us this, this element of human liberty of being able to make a decision. That we can choose to follow God or we can reject God and walk away. How? I can never fathom that if someone experienced the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that they could say, eh, and walk away. Absolutely unfathomable to me. Seeing God portrayed in in certain ways that are not God-like, yes, I can see them walking away from that. And we've all experienced people that have, that have portrayed God in a certain way that's like, that's not the God that I know. That is not the God of love that I am intimately familiar with. But if they encounter the living God in all of this, there is no way in the world they could walk away from that. That God has dreams Dreams for you to say yes. Dreams for you to open the door and walk through into that vision that God has for you. What dreams does God have for you? What dreams does God have for Journey of Hope? Do you have those? Do you see those? Do you you have this, this urge inside of you that says, yes, this is where I see Journey of Hope. This is how I know that we can help our community and help all of those within these walls and worshiping online with us. Those are the dreams that I'm really interested in. What are those dreams that God has given you? And so maybe between now and the end of the service, you could jot down one of those visions that God has given you. Maybe for your own personal life. Maybe for Journey of Hope. But don't just write them down and tuck them into your pocket and hold them close. Share them. Share them with me. Share them with others so that, so that we can all hold each other accountable and move towards those visions and those dreams. And so here's what I want to do. I want to go through a couple of visions that we have here at Journey of Hope. Because uh, when we merged together three years ago, we, we came up with a mission statement and a vision statement The mission as I viewed it was this is the mission. This is what we need to do. The vision was how are we going to accomplish the mission. And so the first slide I have for you up here, uh, this is our mission. To live out our faith as we encourage others to become disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. 
yes, that sounds an awful lot like the United Methodist mission statement. We kind of tweaked it a little bit for ourselves. But yes, this is what it means to be Journey of Hope. We want to live out our faith. Each one of us live out our faith as we were becoming disciples, but then also to encourage others to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Not just so that they can become disciples, but so that we can transform not only Journey of Hope, but we can transform this community and we can affect, transform the world. That is a mission. But how do we do that? And so here is our vision, which might be a little small to read. It's a little small on that TV back there, so I might have to pull up my piece of paper so that I can read it. So Journey of Hope is a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. That is how we do this. Belonging, changing, and sharing. Offer this place that we absolutely belong to, that we say all are welcome to belong to, that we welcome all people within the doors. And so here it is. We have a place that you can belong. But not only that, but you can come in and you can transform your life. You can change your life through the teachings of Jesus and the sharing of the love that we have within this community. But it doesn't stop there. Because then we go outside the walls and we share. Actually, let's say we start inside the walls and we share. We share with one another that love that we have, and then we expand the circle and go to our greater community and to the world to share the message that God has for us. That is our mission, and that is our vision, but I've got one more to show you this morning, and this one, before you put it up there, uh, I'm going to preface this one. This one, you'll see the title as it comes up, is the Beyond the Horizon Vision. I always think of uh, Captain Jack Sparrow as he gets there and he pulls up that compass. He says, now bring me the horizon. Bring us the horizon. So beyond the horizon looks a little far, but that's okay. Sometimes we need to look way out ahead of us. And so here is a beyond the horizon vision. In the next 15 years, we will recapture core United Methodist beliefs and practices through spiritual disciplines and faith formation, resulting in the cultural replication of Journey of Hope throughout existing and additional campuses. That is a big vision. That is a big vision. That, I dare say, is a God-sized vision. Can we get there? Amen. Thank you. Yes, we can get there. With the help of God, we can get there. Now, I'm going to be rolling out a couple of other things uh, over the next few months of, of kind of steps that might get us to that. Uh, but I wanted you to see that beyond the horizon so that as you looked and saw 15 to 20 years from now, what is this going to look like? What is Journey of Hope going to look like? And that is what I believe we are headed towards. God has given the dream. God has given that dream and that vision for us to follow. But you see, 
just as the image has for us up there. We can see that vision through the open door. We kind of crack the door open and we can kind of see what's out there. We can see that vision. We can fling the door wide open and see the vision fully with our eyes. But nothing is going to happen until we walk through that door. Because a vision statement up on a wall, uh, in publications anywhere, is nothing unless we open the door and walk through it. We need to walk through the door. And so I've been talking about this quite often, and I talk about the, the idea that we are shifting our thought from scarcity to abundance. Scarcity to abundance. And that also brings in this idea of, that Jay, our, uh, our consultant for the CAT survey, told us about purpose over preference. God's purpose over our preference. This is what it means to live into this vision. It's to look in abundance and look in God's purpose as we move forward. Are we able to walk through the door? Are we able to see that vision? Are we able to take those steps and get through that door and start living into that? What does that look like for you? What does that look like for Journey of Hope? Hmm. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. and You shall see visions and you shall dream dreams. This is a vision. This is a dream. And we're moving towards it. Amen. Hmm. Will you pray with me? Gracious and Almighty God, God, You have offered visions and dreams. God, You have spoken on this Pentecost Sunday where You have offered Your Spirit to us. Let us truly not quench the Spirit and let us truly live into the visions that You have given. Let us strive to, to walk through that door and to live into this and to, to grow in our journey. To grow in that journey of faith to welcome others in, and to help them grow as well. And so God, never stop speaking to us. Never stop giving us those visions and those dreams, both as individuals and as journey of hope. And God, we will follow. In Jesus' name, amen. In response, will you stand and join in our closing hymn? It's number 393. Spirit of the Living God. May that truly be our prayer today that the Spirit of the Living God falls afresh on us and we're able to indwell that Spirit in our lives in everything that we do. May you truly live into that this week and for the rest of your lives. And so now, go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.